Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Today's Gospel comes from Matthew, the 15th chapter, beginning with the 10th verse. Jesus called the crowd to him, and he said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached him and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters into the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and that is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their masters. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. I've been thinking about that text this week as I was driving in my car to a meeting and I turned on a podcast that I like to listen to called Fresh Air. And at the beginning of Thursday's episode, they included a recording from a musician by the name of Kenyatta Emanuel. It's a recording at Carnegie Hall, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes for today. But the recording is of a song that he wrote called Holding Out Hope. It's really powerful, and I hope you'll take the time to listen to it. Early on in the song, um, Emanuel begins to ask a series of questions. And those questions begin, can't we agree there's something wrong if I feel the need to scream my life matters? And why in the world to you does that feel like an accusation? And then throughout the song, there is this refrain that comes back again and again, holding on to love, holding off to holding off despair, and I'm holding out hope. I have not been able to stop thinking about that song as I have pondered this gospel reading that I just shared with you. 
As we continue to make our way through Matthew's gospel, we have now reached chapter 15, where Jesus is again facing questions from his religious elders and authorities. They ask in a passage right before the one I read today, they ask Jesus, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands before they eat. Now, let's be clear, this is not an argument about hygiene. Jesus is in favor of good hygiene. But Jesus responds to them with his own critique and his own questions about the ways that the religious authorities prioritize some commands and laws over others. As all of this happens, Jesus calls these elders hypocrites before calling the crowd to engage in some spur-of-the-moment teaching about ritual defilement, which was a pressing religious question of Jesus' day. Now, this back and forth that happens in our gospel reading today may seem obscure and kind of irrelevant to our minds, but at the heart of the argument that is taking place at the start of today's gospel reading are some really serious questions about how faith was practiced in Jesus' days, in Jesus' day. Are there people for whom religious faith is off limits because of their background or the ways they live their life? Is religious faith a series of rules to follow, a moral framework to be adhered to, a set of ritual practices and behaviors that mark some as faithful and others as faithless? Or is there something more to religious practice? Is it more than just what we do and how we pray and the songs we sing or the ways that we live out our faith? Jesus has some strong feelings about the ways of practicing faith that claim to honor God, while at the same time othering those, like Jesus' own disciples, who have other practices and other commitments. Jesus calls the elders who do this sort of othering blind guides of the blind. Now, if the gospel reading simply ended here, we could all say, oh, yeah, Jesus, way to go, you showed them. But of course, the writer of Matthew has composed this gospel narrative, and it takes some twists and turns along the way. And what happens next is one of those unexpected twists. What happens next, of course, is that Jesus encounters a Canaanite woman who is, like Emmanuel says in his song, holding on to love, holding off despair, and holding out hope. She is holding out hope for the sake of her daughter who needs healing. Now, as this part of the gospel unfolds, Jesus has moved away from the place where he was being confronted by the religious elders, and he is now in Gentile territory, a location that signaled that he was now in a foreign and not altogether welcoming place. And here, Jesus ends up being confronted again, but now he is confronted by an indigenous woman of the land who is demanding mercy for herself and her daughter. Make no mistake, this Canaanite woman was a religious other, just like Jesus' disciples had been othered in the previous passage with their religious elders. In the culture that shaped Jesus' upbringing, Canaanites were pagans who had been cursed since the days of Noah. Their only worth was as slaves. 
As a Canaanite, the unnamed woman in today's gospel was not a descendant of one of the 12 tribes of Israel, which meant that she worshipped in different ways than Jesus and his disciples. We don't know what she had heard about Jesus or what she knew about his power, but when she comes into the scene in today's gospel, she is one of those others who is demanding Jesus' attention. She simply won't take no for an answer. Matthew tells us that she shouts. She shouts to the point of distraction for Jesus' disciples who want him to do something that will shut her up and leave them alone. She shouts in resistance when Jesus, insult, when Jesus insults her. She is, in essence, shouting the very same words that Kenyatta Emmanuel speaks at the beginning of his song. Can't we agree that there's something wrong if I feel the need to scream, my life matters? Matthew presents Jesus as the one who is now confronted here with a challenge not unlike the one that he had just faced with his own religious elders. Is his way of practicing faith, his way of embracing his ministry, a barrier to others, like this woman standing before him? We don't know how or when, but at some point, Jesus remembers the depth and breadth of his own religious tradition. And in that moment of remembrance, Jesus reminds us that God's house of grace is open to all. And in this house, those othered by religious insiders are called faithful. In this house of grace, what we know or what we think or how we've lived or where we're from doesn't determine our place in eternity. In this house of grace, an indigenous Canaanite woman's life matters. In this house of grace, Kenyatta Emmanuel, a formerly incarcerated man, no longer has to scream, my life matters. In this house, all who stand shouting, my life matters, are heard and received as beggars in need of God's mercy. And that includes you, and that includes me. And notice that it's not just that Jesus responds to the, to the persistent demands of that Canaanite woman. He actually acknowledges her faith. This unnamed woman, an outsider to the religious institution of the day, is the one whose faith is commended. Jesus says to her, in effect, yeah, your life matters. Your humanity matters. You belong within God's household of grace and mercy. Today's gospel functions, it seems to me, as a caution to all of us who stand in some role of authority within the church. I mean myself, but Really, I mean any in the church who have the ability to say that some belong and some don't. And I think today's gospel invites us to ask ourselves some questions. Where are the places where we have become the ones who other? 
Where do we hear ourselves speaking the words of the disciples, send them away, Lord? Where would we like to limit the availability of God's grace and mercy? And where are we apt to build boundaries that restrict God's generous mercy? The word of God revealed in Matthew's gospel for today makes clear that God's capacity for mercy and grace is bigger than even our broadest vision of God's openness. There is an old hymn that's called, There's a Wideness in God's Mercy. And the third verse of that old hymn says these words, For the love of God is broader than the measures of our mind. And the heart of the eternal is most wonderfully kind. But we make this love too narrow by false limits of our own. And we magnify its strictness with a zeal God will not own. God's zeal is for all who are crying out in this world to find a place of grace and mercy within the arms of Jesus. And when we are the ones who are helping to open the way, we are following the path of Jesus, our Savior. I hope that you have a great week wherever you are, and I hope that there are ways that you have the ability to open your arms wide to those around you who cry out, my life matters. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org. <laughs>